0: Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. As always, you can learn more about the program and our church when you download our free Living Through That. Now, here's the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 through 10 called His Work of Art.
1: Why don't you turn over to Titus because I'm going to show you one more and then we'll we'll go back and finish it up. Titus 2.10. Not pilfering, but showing all good faith that they may adorn the doctrine of God, our Savior, in every respect. For the grace of God, Titus 2.11, has appeared, bringing salvation to all men, Titus 2.12, instructing us to deny ungodliness. Now, grace does teach us things and worldly desires, and to live sensibly, righteously, and godly in this in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Christ Jesus. If you're looking for deity verses that Jesus is God, there's a main deity verse for Jesus being God. He's our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, Titus 2.14, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed, and purify for himself a people for his own possession. Notice, zealous for good deeds. Now, once we're saved by grace, grace is the root, good works are the fruit. Never should we get confused the two, but once we understand what grace is, good works will flow from a life that's been touched by grace. Look at Titus 3, verse 4. But when the kindness of God our Savior, Titus 3, 4, and his love for mankind appeared, he saved us not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy by the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out upon us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that being justified by his grace, we might be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is the truth of the cross. Now back to Ephesians and we'll finish it. I'm going to go to verse 10 i want going to read a story from Tom Allen. He's a pastor and form, former army ranger. He tells this story. I finally saw Saving Private Ryan about two weeks ago. I was extremely proud until the last minute of the movie. As the movie began, I was proud watching the rangers take Omaha Beach. Then the story begins when they receive a mission to go deep into enemy territory to save Private Ryan. They hit skirmish after skirmish, and some of them are killed along the way. They finally get to where Private Ryan is holed up and they say to him, come with us, we've come to save you. He says, I'm not going. I have to stay here because there's a big battle coming up and if I leave my men, they're all going to die. What do the rangers say? Well, they say, we'll stay here and fight with you. They all stay and fight and it's gory and it's hard and almost everyone dies except Private Ryan. And at the end, one of the main characters, Tom Hanks is sitting on the ground He's been shot, and he's dying. The battle has been won. Private Ryan leans over to him, and Tom Hanks whispers something to him. Everyone in the theater is crying because Tom Hanks was shot. I was crying because of what he said. It was so terrible. Private Ryan bent down, and Tom Hanks said these words, earn this. The reason that made me angry is no ranger would ever say, earn this. Why? Because the ranger motto for the past 200 years has not been earn this. The ranger motto for the past 200 years has been sua sponte. I chose this. I volunteered for this. So when Private Ryan bent down, if Tom Hanks was really a ranger, he would have said sua sponte. I chose this. This is free. You don't pay anything for this. I gave up my life for you. That's my job, close quote. And so when you look at the cross and see Jesus hanging there, what you do not hear is, earn this. You never hear Jesus say, earn this. He doesn't say, I've given everything for you. Now you need to gut it out for me. What he says is, sua sponte. I volunteered for this. You don't have to pay anything for it. I do not nullify the grace of God. For if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died needlessly. That's Galatians 2.21. If there's another way, then pray tell, just think with me, why the cross? If we can be saved by just tipping the scales with enough good works outweighing our bad works, pray tell, why did God allow his son to die in that fashion? If If there's another way, if we can add something to the virtuous life and sacrificial death and triumphant resurrection of Christ, then why Does God allow him to go through that passion? Why the prophecies of the coming Redeemer? Why any of that? But the Bible is clear. Now, good works, Dr. Walter Martin said, complete the testimony of faith by witnessing to the fact of faith's existence. They serve to justify us before men who cannot see the grace or the faith that has already justified us before God. In this final verse. And here's where good works come in now. For we, verse 10, Ephesians 2, are his God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, and we could say twice created or recreated in Christ Jesus, for good works, which God prepared beforehand or in advance, NIV, that we should what? We should walk in them. Now see the word workmanship there in your Bible? That's the Greek word poema, P-O-I-E-M-A. It's a word from which we get our English word poem. It speaks of a composition that has structure and flow, has a message. It speaks of a product or a fabric. The Greek word from which we derive our English word poem literally means that which has been made, a work or a making. It speaks of artistic skill and craftsmanship, any work of art like a statue or a song or architecture, a poem or painting. F.F. F. Bruce translates it this way. The eminent Greek scholar says you could translate poema as his work of art, his masterpiece. You could say it this way. You are God's work of art. Salvation is a gift, and God now makes you his work of art. He saved you by grace, but he still wants to do something with you. You're saved by grace, but now he's got a plan. And you know what his plan is? His plan is for you to be his work of art on display. Now, I'm married to an artist. Uh, We've been married for 23 years. And when I've taught this passage, I like to ask an artist, since if you asked me to draw something, you would see stick figures. When you create something, Brenda, what is it that you're trying to say? And without hesitation, my wife said, my art is self-expression. And my art has a, a second emphasis to it. It is to bring something out of those who experience the art, to bring out a reaction of the one who takes it in. So she said art is always self-expression. It's the artist expressing themselves through what they create to get a response from those who uh, take in the art. Now think about it. You are God's, what? Work of art. God not only saved you by grace as a gift, but his intention is to now express himself through you. To what end? To get a response from those who see you that they might ask more about the artist. Are you with me? That's what this means. That's what why the Bible talks about him being a master potter and you are the clay he's said i don't like being the clay i want to be the potter anybody got control issues like that i want to drive okay well you're the clay okay there's only one god you're not him be the clay <laughs> now you're saying but can i trust him what if he makes me you've heard these illustrations before what if he makes me into an ashtray or you know i heard john corson one time say if you ever doubt the master potter as you've, so many of you have seen the, the, the master potter have the pottery on the wheel, if you ever doubt what he's about, just take a closer look at his hands and you'll see nail prints in his hands. And if he loved you enough to die for you, then can you trust him to make you into something beautiful? if he loved you enough to give you this gift of salvation by grace through this horrific death that he died, can we trust him enough to say, Lord, I'm going to stay on your wheel. You're the master of the mold. You're the master potter. You died in my place and you've prepared me as an expression of yourself. You're conforming me into your image. You are shaping and molding me so that I can reflect Jesus Christ to the world. You know, there's an old story about the, the silversmith and the silversmith scrapes away the dross and scrapes it away and he, he puts it in the refiner's fire and he scrapes more dross and more. And the, the ladies who are touring, you know, the, the things say to the silversmith, when do you know you're done? And he says, when I can see my reflection in the piece. Now we all know we have a long way to go. Amen? Lots of dross. <laughs> so that's why life gets hot sometimes. You all know that? He's scraping. Like, Ooh! Oh, Oh, Lord, come on. And he does it through pain sometimes. Sometimes he does it through triumph. Sometimes he does it through a difficult person or people in your life, right? And he's scraping and molding. And what's his goal? To make you a beautiful work of art. Michelangelo was once asked what he was doing as he chipped away at a shapeless rock. He replied, I'm liberating an angel from this stone. The story is often told of a rowdy, disruptive young boy in Sunday school class who continually frustrated his teacher. One morning, the teacher asked him, Why do you act like that? Don't you know who made you? To which the boy replied, God did, but he ain't through with me yet. He ain't through with me yet. That's the difference between justification and sanctification. Salvation by grace and God is working. What does he have for you? Look at verse 10. We are his workmanship, his his, uh, masterpiece. We've been created or recreated in Christ Jesus for what? For good works. God has prepared them, notice, in advance, beforehand. What's your job? You're supposed to walk in them. Now, God has not only good works, he has God works for you. And he is specifically, this is where you can understand the plan for your life. This is where we'll close tonight. He is specifically custom-tailored works for you to do way before the world ever was.
0: You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment.
2: Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Producer Rob Newton here, and on behalf of Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team, thank you so much to our financial and prayer partners. makes it possible for us to continue our broadcasts, podcasts, and free apologetic events. Please become a partner giving at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening,
0: so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth.
1: What's your job? You're supposed to walk in them. Now, God has not only good works, He has God works for you to do. And He is specifically, this is where you can understand the plan for your life. and This is where we'll close tonight. He has specifically custom-tailored works for you to do way before the world ever was. He knew he would save you. He knew he would call you. He knew who you are. He knows the number of hairs on your head. He knows when you rise up, and when you go to sleep. He knows a word before it ever leaves your lips. And he has decided to not only save you, but to make you his work of art so that he might Express himself to the world as you journey through this world through good works which he's prepared in advance that you and I should, what? Walk in them. Your job is to walk in them. What's the word walk? It means live. He wants you to live for him. And if you are not walking in the good works that he prepared in advance that you should walk in, then guess what? You're not serving your purpose. You're not. You're not. But if you start walking in those good works, you know what you start to find? Wow. Never in my life did I imagine that God could take a lump of clay, a marred cracked pot like me, Can I get a witness? Maybe. (laughs) And make me into his work of art so that I might work out what he's working in me by faith through grace. There's a story told of a tightrope uh, artist named Blondin. Do you all see the guy that did he walk over Niagara Falls? He's a Christian. What was it? The Grand Canyon. That's right. That's even worse. I can't imagine ever doing that. Well, there was a guy named Blondin back in the 1900s. He he was a French guy, and he he was walking across Niagara Falls. He was an acrobat, and he would uh, do crazy things like cook omelets as he was walking across, and and do crazy things. And so he got to one side, and and everybody was roaring for you know what he did. And at some point, he he had a guy jump on his back, and he carried him across the falls. And and so the the guy was looking on, and he said, "Hey, you." Jump on, I'll take your cross. Do you believe I can do it? He says, yeah, I believe you can do it. I just saw you do it. Well, then hop on. He said, not on your life. <laughs> no way am I hopping on, right? So, you know, it's one thing to see. It's another thing to hop on and believe. And, you know, sometimes in this life, we feel like we're walking a tightrope. <laughs> you know, we, we say, Lord, am I going to fall? Uh, these, these, these God works that you've got for me are not always easy. But when I walk in them, man, I feel like I'm soaring. Never do I experience the true nature of who I'm supposed to be and my, my real self and my destiny than when I'm walking in those good works. So that's why he made us. Let's bow. Father, thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you for the truth of the word of God. Thank you for your great mercy and grace. Thank you that you had a plan from the, before time began. To make me, you are my maker. To remake me in the image of Jesus Christ. To give me salvation as a gift. And then to tell me that you have a purpose for my life. That you have good works that you prepared in advance and you just sang, Michael, walk in them. And sometimes we fight you, Father. Father. Sometimes we become weary and tired. Sometimes we become entangled in sin. But our singular purpose at this point, having been saved by grace, is now to walk in the good works which you've predestined that we should walk in them. And when we do, Lord, it's so beautiful. And we realize who we truly are and, and we become a sweet-smelling aroma to others. We become a, a trophy of grace a masterpiece on display. And there are some here tonight who don't see themselves that way. They're, they're so often beat up by this world, by life, they don't see themselves how you do. And I pray that they would recapture that tonight. I pray that I would recapture that tonight. Know how much we are loved. Know what a gracious and glorious plan you have for us. And you have destined that plan to take us all the way home so that in the ages to come, you might show us the surpassing grace that you've extended to us in Christ. So as we pass through this life, help us to walk in those good works and to celebrate the grace that we've received in Jesus every day. Keep your heart and head bowed. If you're not a Christian tonight, run to that grace and receive it by faith. Just ask him in, turn from your sin and trust in him. Trust in him and him alone for your salvation. Don't believe you can merit it. That's not what the Bible teaches. Just trust him. Settle it tonight, once and for all. Say, Lord, I believe you, you paid it in full. I trust you. Just believe on him. Trust in him. If you're a Christian tonight, and maybe you've been far away, or you're not walking in those good works, or you're struggling, then realize that you are his masterpiece. He's working. And just get on his his potter's wheel and watch him work in your life. Father, for the precious saints that are fighting that good fight and walking in you, I just pray you'll bless them, encourage them, refresh them in the Holy Spirit. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen.
0: You've been listening to His work of art, part 3 on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 through 10. Remember, if you missed any part of today's program, you could listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you'd like to learn more about Walk in Truth, our church, and the events and studies we have going on, then download our free Living Truth app in your app store. The Living Truth app is the one with the red logo with the pillars. Now, here's Pastor Michael.
1: What a beautiful thought to understand that we are God's work of art. We are his poema in Greek. He is weaving a tapestry in our lives and through our lives. And what he's really doing is he is really saying to the world, this my child represents me. They are my work of art. They've been recreated in Christ Jesus. And what I'm trying to show in their lives is who I am through them, that the glory of God rest on them that the holy spirit lives in them that christ they're being conformed into the image of christ and when that work of art gets displayed to a watching world it will draw people it will cause them perfectly hopefully by god's grace to ask what's different about you i see jesus in you and what a wonderful opportunity to have someone ask us why we're different and then we can say because <laughs> The master potter has been shaping me, man, and it's not been easy and it's been you know, a process. But as we become more like Jesus, that's what it means to be his work of art. And you know what, my, my brother, my sister, you are his work of art. Even if you're in a tough season right now, he's molding and shaping and he even does that through difficulty and struggle. So hang on. And if we can pray for you or be for, here for you in any way. Call us at 844-48-TRUTH. We have pastors here 9 to 4 uh, Pacific Time, Tuesday through Friday at 844-48-TRUTH. Well, we've been telling you about our special 633 events at Living Truth Christian Fellowship, where I have the privilege of serving as senior pastor and one of uh, several pastors. And these Sunday evening events are an apologetics evening where we break from the normal Bible teaching And we tackle a hot topic, if you will, happening in the culture. And I can't think of anything more relevant and more that needs explanation and clarification and illumination than the topic of Marxism, socialism, and communism. And our special guest on August 22nd for our 633 is Pastor Christian Ionescu. He's a Romanian immigrant. He's a Chicago pastor who fled persecution in communist Romania and really became a religious refugee in America. Now, he is saying that he is seeing signs in America, similar things that were happening in Romania as they were being prepped to really uh, transfer over to communism. And he's seeing some what we might call scary signs in America, some similar things, things that he experienced in the city of Chicago during COVID uh, with things like his parking lot being blocked by city officials and things like that. And things have calmed down since then, but uh, what he's going to share with us is Signs that he sees of similar happenings in America and really a warning like we need to wake up and understand what communism, Marxism, socialism are and uh, really be aware, be praying for our country and, of course, be active in voting for um, our elected officials. So 633 at Living Truth Christian Fellowship, August 22nd, our very special guest, Pastor Christian Ionescu talking about issues like socialism, Marxism, and communism, and what the church should be doing. And uh, you can find out more when you call 844-48-TRUTH or go to walkintruth.com. Let me just tell you, this is a night you're not going to want to miss. It will also live stream on our YouTube channel. But if you can be here, it would be a great night to be here. There will be a time of Q&A, and it'll be a very special evening to find out more about what's going on, what's happening in our culture, and how we can best be light in our culture. God bless you. Thanks for listening. This is Pastor Michael. We'll see you right here tomorrow.
0: One more reminder that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported program. And thanks to listeners and church partners like you, we're now on three more radio stations. So praise God. Hey, if you're a longtime listener, would you please consider becoming a partner of at least $5 a month? Visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Ephesians 2, verses 11-18, called The Walls Fall Down in Christ. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.